0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God our Father, through His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God that calls for our attention this morning comes to us from the Gospel reading from Luke chapter 8, verse 28. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. So far our text. As Christians, we typically don't link torment with Jesus. But the demons naturally equate Jesus' presence with their torment. So as the demon-possessed man comes out to greet Jesus, the demons cry out, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? And that is the question. We must ask ourselves, what does Jesus have to do with us? And we think, well, we're we're baptized Christians, and that's great. But we are not always that way. And we do not always act like we should. As Paul tells the Galatians, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. This imprisonment leads people into one of two directions. First, the great holier-than-thou of the Pharisees and the scribes. As Isaiah puts it, Keep to yourself. Do not come near to me, for I am too holy for you. I mean, that's the way the scribes and the Pharisees are seen in the Gospels. That's the way many people see Christians throughout the world, especially those who hold to the confessional values. But there's the other side. The side that far too many people fall into. As David says in the psalm, many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. So surrounded by our soul's enemies We despair. We think that there is nothing good in us. No hope for us. We hear the line at the end of the psalm, Salvation belongs to the Lord. Great! But why would He give it to me? I mean, if He knew what I was like, if He knew what I've done, if He knew what I've said, if he knew what I thought, the thing is, he knows. Every single word, every single deed, every single thought, long before you ever even thought of it, he already knew it. And he still gives that salvation to you. And he gives us legion as a picture of this. We don't know his name. When Jesus asked his name, he says, legion. For many demons had entered into him. And if he lives up to his name, a Roman legion had between five and six thousand soldiers in it. So no wonder this guy was crazy and had like superhuman strength to break the bonds and shackles and everything if there possibly could have been five to six thousand demons inside of him. But just as Legion had many demons in him, you and I are filled with sin from the moment of our conception. And yet we sang to begin our service, sin disturbed my soul no longer. How can we say that? That's who Jesus is. Legion asked the question, what have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Even though he had never met Jesus, probably had never heard of Jesus before, the demons knew who he was and trembled in fear. But Jesus went, just as God had said through Isaiah. I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. I was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in a way that is not good, following their own devices, who provoke me to my face continually, who sit in tombs. That's you and me. Not just the garrisons, not just those outside of Israel, but those inside Israel, those inside the church as well. We do rebel. We do want to walk in the way that we choose. We want to follow our own devices because we think that we know what's good for us better than God does. And that attitude provokes him continually. And then we sit in tombs. Yes, we may go about with people who are physically alive. But many of them are spiritually dead. Many who claim the name Christian. Many who may claim membership in this congregation. But are dead because they have starved themselves from not hearing the word. This is why this miracle is so important. Because as Luke starts out, they sailed to the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee, the other side of the Sea of Galilee, where there were no Jews. It was never under Israelite dominion at all. It was completely pagan territory. Because Jesus is showing that his gifts, his blessings, are for all people. Because Legion didn't ask to be healed. Jesus knew the demons were there and told them to get out. That's why he asked the question. And how, does, how do the people respond? In fear, they demanded that Jesus leave. We don't like this. The status quo was this guy was crazy living out in the tombs and, and sleeping out by the headstones. Now he's sitting, clothed, in his right mind. We can't have this. And that was the world. That is the world today. In our epistle reading, we have the great text from Christmas. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. When the time was right, Jesus came into the world. Because Jesus always does things in His own time. When His mother encourages Him to help with the wedding at Cana, He said, My hour has not yet come. After Jesus triumphantly rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, He said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And then a few days later, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he begins his high priestly prayer, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that the Son may glorify you. And how has the Son glorified the Father? He was born of woman, to redeem human beings. He was born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law. To remove... Will all stain from us to remove the curse of sin. That's the blessing of our God. So as the demons look, do not torment me. It's exactly what we ask for in our prayers. Especially when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Luther points this out in the Catechism. As we pray, forgive us our trespasses. He reminds us that we don't deserve anything we ask for from God. God should just wipe us all out because of it. But we pray that God does not look at our sins or judge us and condemn us because of them. But to look upon us in forgiveness. In the way he says he will not keep silent in heaping on the condemnation. We also pray for him to not be silent in heaping on the blessings upon us. So we beg him to be like the end of the reading in Isaiah. As the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it. We say to God, look at us. Yes, the blessing is there. It's not full. It's not fully realized yet. But don't destroy us. Don't torment us because of our sin. Forgive us because, for the sake of the blessing that is within us. Because we've been to the font. We've been washed in the blood of Christ, forgiving us all of our sins. Many of us have received the Lord's body and blood, given and shed for the forgiveness of our sins. We hear the words over and over again, I forgive you. All your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because God says, For my servants' sake, I will not destroy them. Therefore, David can also say, I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me. Why? Because we have Christ in us. We have Christ around us and protecting us. We are His chosen that will possess all of His blessings. Therefore he is the shield about us protecting us from the fiery darts of the devil the world and even our own sinful nature. And we pray for his blessing to be on his people. We said it at the beginning of our service. God's own child I gladly say it. I have been baptized into Christ. Do you want to know where the torment stopped? Is at the font where all of your sins were washed away, where you put on Christ as your own garment, where you were united with Him as His brothers and sisters. And again, we repeat it in the Lord's Supper, as we receive His body and blood, continuing His blessing upon you by giving you that very sacrifice that forgives you all your sins. And then, the greatest and most humble thing of it all One of us stands here and proclaims those awesome words. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What does Jesus have to do with us? He forgives us and has saved us. Amen.